0: Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Digital has changed everything, from the way we shop for our groceries to the way we listen to our favorite music and watch our favorite TV shows. It can seem like newer, smaller, more agile organizations have an easier time adapting to the ever-changing external market pressures. But how do larger, more established organizations cope? What's the profile of the leaders who steer organisations with multiple lines of business operating in emerging and developed markets through the seas of constant change? Here this afternoon to talk about IBM's leadership framework is Gary Kildare, Chief Human Resources Officer at IBM in Europe. Gary, um, you're over in Madrid in Spain, I believe. Thanks Thanks for joining us.
1: Delighted to join you, Matt, and thank you very much for inviting me.
0: So since I last saw you in New York, you've moved on to the the next journey of your career. Take us through your your, your role now, and I guess what what's led you to uh, to this point.
1: Um, I mean, I've had a long career, and most of it has been with um, IBM. And one of the things that uh, has been, you know, fortunate for me, and I've been lucky enough to have, is the chance to work in different businesses, different countries. Um, to spend some of the time in our uh, headquarters in New York, to spend some of our time in some of the other uh, units and areas of the business. And uh, really, over over more than 25 years, um, I've had the chance to be uh, part of, of, of hopefully some of the big changes that IBM has been making. Um, and uh, my return to Europe just about 12 months or so ago um, has given me the chance to, uh, you know, to reconnect with lots of the colleagues and friends I know over here, and to spend a little bit more time in more detail um, on what IBM is trying to do in Europe. And most of that um, is following what we're doing globally. And in your opening, Matt, you mentioned about digital, and I mean we can call it many different things. Digital being just one um, of the words used to describe it. But there's absolutely no question it's having a profound effect on our world, um, having a profound effect on the way that business is being done, the way that uh, companies, uh, organizations interact, the way that we as ordinary uh, customers or clients uh, on an individual basis interact. Um, so those are the kinds of things that I'm, I'm interested in. I'm very interested in, a, in the, the leadership uh, that is uh, helping to drive organizations, and of course you might expect being part of a, a large organization that i 'm not necessarily going to agree with you that big businesses can 't be fast in fact, they have to be, and in order to um, to be successful and to survive these days, they have to be very fast indeed.
0: well, I think what helps um, you know in ibm 's case is that you're you 're in an industry sector that's you know very much in vogue now. And you were obviously um, in there early. How do you feel about that? That view?
1: Well, I, I mean, IBM's been around for you know a hundred and four years, and to have survived uh, for that length of time um, is a testament to the ability of the organisation and its leadership to to change. First of all, to be willing to change. Uh, secondly, to recognising the need for it and when to change. And thirdly, having the courage to set about it and get on with it. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think uh, any company, whether it's in this uh, sector or in any other uh, sector, is going to survive for 104 years unless. It uh, is willing to uh, to make lots and lots of change. So, I I don't think it's just a function of technology. Although uh, for sure it may be even more dynamic than than other parts of uh, of the business world. Um, But but I think uh, it's it's really this openness, this willingness, this constant uh, uh, looking in the in the mirror uh, to uh, reinvent. Uh, your organisation and to be willing to, you know, throw things up in the air and uh, and do things differently again.
0: So, how has the, the the sort of this age of and it's a terribly cliché term, the big data term, but how has this age of big data impacted the um, the HR strategy and processes at, at IBM?
1: Well, I mean, look, big data is is nothing new to HR departments and probably many of the um, the big departments in any company, whether you're talking about finance or uh, procurement uh, or, or HR or, or general administration or marketing, many of these uh, uh, groupings um, uh, within uh, you know organisations have um, have kept a lot of data. Now, if I turn specifically to HR, we have often been viewed as the custodians or the guardians of data for the organisation. We've kept Um, you know, in the old days, it would be uh, hard copy files in, you know, massive uh, record retention rooms where you had the information on individuals. And then perhaps as you've gone a little bit further forward with the use of technology, you know, you kept um, soft copy information. Uh, I remember discussions uh, years ago where Um, You know, organizations talked about having paperless offices where, you know, there was no such thing as data. And I think we're we're in those periods now where it's not just about information you have kept or you have held, but what you do with it. And it's a a huge resource that analyzed correctly um, can allow organizations to have enormous power in the way it intervenes or it predicts the way that the business could behave, parts of its organization may behave and can then develop both the strategies and the actions and the plans, if you like, that can um, help to change that, uh, hopefully for, 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 for better and for advantage uh, commercially. And so data has moved from being something that, if you like, was necessary for maybe compliance or legal or taxation purposes to something that's fundamentally important as a resource and, if you like, a currency, um, a commercial currency, an advantage uh, for businesses. And and that is what the HR departments and mine is is all about.
0: And so how has that changed the the business's perception of the value the the, the HR team can, can provide
1: Well, I mean, if you often HR was a department or a group that our line clients would come to to ask for help or to ask for information. And increasingly, I find our line clients coming to us now asking for our help on a problem, on a difficulty, on a business uh, issue. And so, what they are looking for now isn't an information response, but a solution response. Something that is a, a recommendation, um, a suggestion, uh, a proposal that they can, uh, that we can work with them on, or collaborate with them on, and implement that allows them to solve a problem. And I give you maybe just a couple of for instances. You know. Um, Everyone is concerned about recruiting talent. Um, But the question for businesses is, you know, how do I make sure that my um, uh, foray into recruiting is going to be more successful than perhaps others who are also looking to, to, to recruit particular groups of skills or particular talent? So through working with what's been successful in the past and understanding about what things and what skills and what capabilities people need in the future, then you can develop the the proposals, the interventions, the recommendations on where to recruit, not just where in terms of markets in the world, but from which particular pools of labor, which skill groupings are going to be more successful. So using your data, your analytics, you know, the, the, the information that you've got to build the plans that allow you to solve those problems is clearly the way the way ahead and then if I take another small example, you know organizations can periodically suffer from what 's known as uh, as retention or, or or attrition risks, maybe where particular groups of people are more vulnerable to um, what 's are offered on the outside on the market or in other areas and maybe you're finding that some of those people are 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 leaving or they're leaving when you don't want them to leave or they're leaving uh, in in particular parts of your organization you don't want them to leave well the past has been about dealing with those issues as they became known but today and it's very very current you can actually predict where some of that attrition may happen. And rather than have it happen and then deal with it, you can take action knowing where it might occur to avoid it in the very first place and to make savings in your organization, to save recruiting, um, to help target perhaps your very precious compensation spend in the right way, and really to preserve that talent in your organization. So these are kind of very practical ways and very pragmatic ways in which you know you're helping to solve problems and bring solutions rather than just dealing with tactical issues every day.
0: So I understand you know with the um, the younger generation of talent coming to HR, you know, in general they're they're they're, they're well equipped with um, you know technological skills and, and analytical skills. How have you found it around um some of the, the, the older timers, so to speak, and, 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 and people where you know data as a backbone to HR hasn't always been um necessarily the the, the key to success. So how how have you sort of built this um data minded approach to um smart HR decision making in IBM?
1: Well clearly it's using technology. So it is using analytics techniques. I mean we're a technology business. Um And it's also using social uh, means. I mean, um, I think, again, in your introduction, you talk about digital, but one of the biggest biggest shifts that I see occurring in the marketplace is that it's the rise of social. Um, And what you're seeing is um, people very concerned with their social presence, their social reputation, That's at an individual level, but it's also at a a business level and at an organization level. So um, using uh, social to be able to identify patterns that are there, whether it's through surveys that you've had or engagement that you've had, is another dimension. Let me answer your question and not not just um, go off on a, a tangent here, Matt. So, I mean, you're asking about sort of generational groups. I mean, the first thing I would observe is I honestly do not see the um, the kind of uh, war or difficulties between different generational groups. Um, Is that our, right? orga- Absolutely. I mean, our organization probably has something like four uh, generations in the workplace at any uh, time. There are others that I know that probably have five. And I think about it in many ways like families where, you know, you have Uh, parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and children and cousins, etc. And frankly, families work pretty well. I know they can have nasty times every now and again, but businesses are exactly the same. And I find uh, people who've been around in business for a long time just as curious, just as concerned about using technology, about being early adopters of technology and using it in ways that can help um, to be uh, as much with those that are, you know, brand new to the workforce as those that have been there for a long time. So I have a great deal of optimism about the way all of these different groups will work together. And I think it makes great press for many of the writers and the academics to suggest that, you know, there's all these very different uh, lines here between the groups in the workplace. I see them working very collaboratively and helping each other Um, you know, to to deal with some of the problems and issues that are there. They certainly learn from each other. Um, But but I guess the area I might move on to, Matt, is, you know, and you touched on it uh, in one of the questions you asked me earlier, is around this point of of being agile and agility. And, I mean, agile is not new for organizations. It's been around for a very long time. But but it is about having leaders that are willing to help teach new ways of solving problems. And that falls squarely into this whole digital uh, agenda and digital arena we're talking about. Uh, It's also about uh, leaders who are agile enough to encourage collaboration rather than this kind of top-down style of play that many organizations have had Uh, in the past. It's about encouraging discussion of processes, not just acceptance of them, and thinking in a progressive way about how you evolve to get more growth, and about accepting and managing risk, and also non-traditional thinking. So I mean, there is a, a kind of view around there, I guess I've got from IBM, that you know if if we're gonna be successful and continue to be successful, then we've got to you know scan the horizon um embrace imperfect data or data uh look at what the root causes and 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 issues are challenging the status quo and be willing to act so this kind of sensing and acting about what's going on is, is, is something I see as critical. I, I touched on something earlier about IBM's history that I would say is important to its future, which is about disruption and being willing to challenge assumptions uh, and challenge unproductive patterns and, and, and tell the uncomfortable truth and push it there and test what the possibilities and alternatives could be. And then the two other areas I see being important are this whole notion of co-creation, which echoes, I think, what we're talking about across all of these different generational groups. We have to work together to be bold, but think about common cause and common purpose, work with our clients, work with our partners, our ecosystems as co-creators in order to make complex problems more simple and then to scale sort of solutions and the last thing I'd add is about showing a lot more trust and empowerment and accountability in teams so that we need to amplify and boost the way that our teams are working give them the permission to do great things enable them to work in virtual teams as well as physical teams and uh, you know help to coach them and stretch them So that the future becomes successful.
0: And that was Gary Kildare, Regional Chief and Resources Officer at IBM in Europe, talking about IBM's digital future. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.